Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Down. So happy to be with you here today. Happy March. Don't you guys think March is like the trickiest one because you think it's going to be spring and then it gets brutally cold again and then you think it's spring. It's just just hard, but I'm here for you. We're going to have fun this month, I promise. Hey, our music in the background is from our good friend, Mr. John McLaughlin. Make sure you check out his new album, Angst and Grace. Today on the show, you guys, I tried to play it so cool. I'm not sure I did. I am just not sure I did, but I have been a fan of Julie Roberts, not Julia Roberts, Julie Roberts, the country singer for years. In fact, you'll hear me say in the interview that I only know how to play three songs on guitar and her song Breakdown Here is one of them. Julie is an accomplished singer-songwriter and touring artist, but she's also an author now. Her new book, Beauty in the Breakdown, is really, really good. I think you'll love it. It's a story of her career and her life, but also her MS diagnosis. And and we really get into all that. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with country music artist, Julie Roberts. Julie, thanks for coming and being on the show. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited. so much. We share so many friends that we'll get to in a second, but what I told you before we started and what everybody knows is the only guests are friends or people that I'm a huge fan of that I want to be friends with. And in my whole life, I bet I know how to play three songs on the guitar and break down here is one of them. <laughs> that Girl. is crazy. Really? <laughs> yes. I just need it. It's like I needed to know Aww. how to play that song on the guitar. I love that. It's so special. What is it like to have a song like that, that everybody, when you say Julie Roberts, people go, oh, break down here. I know. <laughs> you know what? It's it's awesome, really, um, but it's kind of weird still. Yeah, like because um, what year was that? Two thousand four. Four. Yeah. Yep. And I was, I was actually just thinking about that um, because it's it was shipped to radio February two thousand. That song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in two thousand four, so fifteen years. That is uh, amazing. I know, but it doesn't feel like fifteen years. Like time has gone by so fast. Yeah. And I never get tired of singing that song. Really? Never. Oh, I'm so glad to hear it. Um, I never do. It just it has never. I guess because the story is so real for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, did you write it from a like this was my story kind of song? Actually, I didn't even write it. So I was I just finished college at Belmont, mm-hmm. um, and was always going to. I was working at Mercury Records. Yeah. As the receptionist, and was going to songwriters' nights at the Bluebird. Yeah, I mean, this is the most Nashville story so far, Julie. <laughs> I was a receptionist, <laughs> I was an artist, and I was going to Bluebird nights. Yes, and so I was going there to listen to songs, and um, or listen to the writers. Yeah, and I heard a guy there named Jason Matthews sing that song. Yeah, and I had always wanted to to obviously sing. Yeah, I didn't go to, I didn't move to Nashville to to answer Mercury Records. Phones. Thank you. <laughs> Happy to do it. Not the goal. I did it for a few years. Yep. I didn't move to Nashville to work at the local taco, but I did it. I did it. That's right. Yeah. So I wanted to sing. And so I was yeah. going and trying to listen, you know, find songs so that one day, you know, and I would every night from the time I was a little girl, yeah. when I'd go to bed, I'd say, God, please give me a record deal and oh make gosh. me a singer like Barbara Mandrell. Oh my gosh, for real. So I can buy mama a happy home. Yeah. And um and I always wanted I just loved, I, that was what I always knew when I was little, singing. Yeah. Um, from the time I was little till then, till now. <laughs> so I was at the Bluebird, heard Jason Matthews sing the song, yeah. and I said, that's Mama's story, yeah. you know, to myself. And I, I knew I needed to find what publishing company he wrote for, and I found that, and I got a copy of the song, and I said, I'm going to record this when I get a record deal. Oh, my gosh. So you like, hey, Jason, I'm... I'm- I'm Julie Roberts. I'm going to put this on hold. You don't know yet. I didn't yet. even tell Jason. No. I just found a friend of mine was a receptionist that happened to be the receptionist Brilliant. at his publisher. Yes. And I figured that out. And um, I just got a copy of it. And I held on to it till I started working with my first producer, Brent Rowan. And I said, hey, I found this song, you know, a, a, a while back yeah. at the Bluebird. And um, it's Mama's story. Yeah. Um, Mama moved to Nashville a few years after I did, three years after I did. Okay. And I helped her get a job at a mattress factory not far from where we're at right now. Wow. Um, when I was sitting at the front desk at Mercury Records, you have a lot of idle time when the phones aren't Sure, ringing. yeah. And so I had a lot of time. And I grew up in a home in South Carolina. Yeah. Um, um, it was a home of domestic violence. And so we would leave all the time in the middle of the night. My sisters have two sisters and mama, and we'd go to Mama's house, Yeah, who was like, 
10 minutes from us. And so all the way there, we'd listen to country music. And that's really where I learned country music. And it was like Mama's Escape and ours, too. And so I knew I wanted to get Mama to Nashville. And um, so I would send out her resumes, you know, from that desk. And she got the job at the mattress factory near here. And um, she still works there. Oh, my gosh, really? Uh Uh-huh. So she put everything in her car that day or or when she got the job. She had a Ford Escort. A 91 Ford Escort, which we nicknamed Gray Lightning because it didn't go very fast. <laughs> and she had a dog, Dixie, that when I was in co- finishing college here, um, I found Dixie in Cookville. Yeah. Um, and I took, Mama had just moved into an apartment in South Carolina yeah. by herself, and so I took her Dixie. And I said, Dixie was her roommate. Yeah. So she and Dixie moved up here um, and put everything in that Ford Escort. Yeah. And... Um, and she used, at the time, was smoking Dora Lights. She was a smoker. Yeah. And I, I told her when I got my record deal, she had to quit smoking, and she did. Wow. But there's a line in the song, I'm out of cigarettes and I'm down to my last drag, when she's driving down the interstate. Um, I'd sure hate to break down here. And um, and when I heard that line, I said, this is so Mama's song. Yeah. And um, that's why I think I never get tired of singing it, because I can connect to every line every in that song. Yeah. Every time. And when you were growing up like that, were y'all going to church? Yes. How did you understand God when your experience of men was abusive? Um, did they connect or did you always know they were separate? I, I I never connected the two. Okay. I always knew that God was not like yeah. the man that I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always, you know, from an early age, I, I learned that that wasn't a normal um, home. That we were, you knew it. You could just feel it, or well, is it what knew, you saw on TV, or no? When I would go to my friends' houses, okay, and they had quote unquote normal sure. lives, um, I knew their their dad wasn't drunk, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or not nice, right? Um, and then I knew that they didn't all they didn't go in the middle of the night to their grandmother's house either, yeah, yeah. And so um, I just knew, and that think that's why I prayed so much and I knew that God could take us from that situation and would yeah I just believed it and um and I believed in a better life for all of us and mama especially mm-hmm. and so now she lives here she lives here see each other a lot oh yeah we were yeah. roommates just until I got married um last year yeah you got married last year uh-huh your first time getting married first time okay tell so because we just did couples month i gotta know <laughs> how'd you meet him teach me your ways julia uh, roberts I well listen learn. this is this is again all god i mean yeah. i didn't meet him until i was 38 yeah that's what i am come on okay girl Preach. it's gonna happen come on. <laughs> yes my first marriage and i think that well until him i i didn't think i would get married only really? because i was afraid mm afraid that I might choose the wrong one or just afraid of marriage in general. I just had not seen, at least, you know, close to me, a lot, a good one, you know. My older sister's married to a great guy, so I'd seen that. But um, my whole life, I was like, I'm not getting married. Yeah. Just, it's going to be mom and me and our dogs. Okay. And I was fine with that. And so, um, actually, it's a funny story. And again, this is so God. And I had been working on my, my book with my co-author Ken Abraham Ken knew you know about my childhood and knew that I never wanted to get married and you know we were writing that that whole story in my book and um and I had been recording with Shooter Jennings sure uh, um, my new project um that should be out later this year oh good oh I can't wait okay and his mom Jesse Coulter wrote a song for this new record Mm -hmm. that he was producing and Jesse wrote a book and um, was doing like a, a breakfast, speaking at a breakfast at HarperCollins here in Nashville. Yeah, of course. And Ken knew that I had been working with Jesse and Shooter. Right. And Ken said, um, hey, I think we should go listen to Jesse um, speak. Yeah. I heard she was speaking there. Actually, <laughs> it was. Okay, so a friend of mine that works there named Wren said, Hey, Jesse's speaking and she knew yeah. I'd been in LA working with Shooter. Yeah. And I said, Well, I'm I'm signed up to go to this um, Does Wren live here? Wren does. Okay. And um, but we're good friends. We like hike together yeah. and, and go to yoga classes together. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. um but she knew 
like when I'm gone in L.A., I was recording. So she, she was like, hey, are you back? I said, yeah, but I'm signed up to go to this uh, YWCA breakfast yeah. um, here in Nashville. And I can't go. I mean, I can't cancel. It's the night before. And she said, okay, well, I'm going to tell Ken to come because she knew Ken and I were working together mm-hmm. and knew that Ken would like to talk to Jesse probably. And so Ken called me that night and said, Julie, I don't know why, but I feel like you should come with me to watch Jesse speak. Huh. And I said, I can't, Ken. I'm signed up to go to this benefit breakfast for the YWCA. And he said, I, I think they'll understand. And so I called my friend who I was huh. sitting at her table. Yeah. And I said, I can't come, but I'll come next time. Yeah. I have to. Ken thinks I should go to this meeting and hear Jesse and um, – who knows? Yeah. So I go to the meeting, listen to Jesse um, talk about her book. It was a Psalms book that she was releasing. Yes. I say hey to Jesse and um, talk to her just briefly right afterwards. And Ken says, hey, Julie, there's somebody I want you to meet. And um, I said, okay. And so he introduces me to a guy named Matt Barr. Mm-hmm. He said, this is Matt. I'm working on um, a book with Julie right now. And I just wanted y'all to meet. Well, Matt said, oh, great. Well, y'all should come in and talk to me about it. So like the next week, Ken and I come in, Ken and his wife, Lisa, Mm -hmm. and and I come in and meet with Matt. And he said, well, you know, he said, I like your story, but I'm going to hand it off to another publisher. Uh, He was not in that position anymore. Sure, sure, sure. Not an acquisitions editor. Right. Uh And so um, he handed it off. And then I started, someone signed it at HarperCollins. Yep. under W. Yeah, under the W. Yeah, yeah, which is a really awesome publishing group. I mean, because that's the, yeah, so for people who are listening, HarperCollins has a bunch of different imprints. Right. And so under HarperCollins, you're with W. Some of my stuff's with Zondervan. I'm with, so yeah, yeah. That's awesome. They're all in this. I know, we're like sisters. Julie. Yeah, that's what we are. To tell you. <laughs> Our books are like sisters. Okay, but I'm so into the story. So he passes you okay. off to W. W signed you. Yes, and probably um, other people I'd met too, but sure. and W is where I connected with them, with yeah, that team. Yeah. And that's so important too, when you're like deciding, it's like, I, sure, I care about how you're going to pr- help me make this a reality, but I really care that we get along. <laughs> right. And right. And we feel like a team. And it's the same in the music industry too, you yeah. know, finding that um, label team or marketing yeah, team. Yeah. But anyway, so um, as I start working on my book with Ken, then, um, Matt and I just keep, you know, crossing paths. Yeah. And um and we start dating. Oh my god. But had I not been there and then we're married now. Yeah. But had I not been there for Jesse's thing and canceled my breakfast. Can you imagine? Um I wouldn't have met him. And I wasn't looking to meet anyone. Yeah. I wasn't even looking to date anyone. Yeah. I was just there. Um, so what do you mean y'all just kept crossing paths? You'd show up at the same coffee shop or <laughs> you were emailing? Well, or... no, we eventually had mutual friends. Yeah. We would go to like a July 4th. Um, like a barbecue it was a, or something. A barbecue. And then we ended up at watching a derby, there were derby yeah. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we're like, well, we should hang out. And so oh my gosh, that's the way it happened. But I'm telling you, God works in mysterious ways because I wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah. That's how it happened and it was a it was a fast is he in our age bracket too is he around our age no well he's a little bit older okay yeah that's great it was a fast so that was like um spring to the summer of um when i was 38 i i go by uh my age yeah (laughs) i I love it so i guess two years ago okay and then we got married the following um June. When did you know when y'all were dating where you were like, oh, I might end up because you had dated other people before, I assume. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so but you didn't end up marrying any of them. What made you know, like, oh, this is the dude. I don't you know what I when people say I never believed it when they say you when you know, you know, and it was just different. Yeah, he's a he's very strong in his faith. And I had, you know, I dated people that shared my same faith. I just I knew it wasn't right. I mean, yeah. I would date him forever. Yeah. Five years, seven years. Oh, wow. And um, so I was like kind of in these wrong long-term relationships. Mm-hmm. And I just knew that it was different. Yeah. I don't know how I knew. So you're like, let's go. Let's, let's go. do this. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much, Julie. That's, so y'all were, engaged, y'all were married within a year? Yeah. A little over. Yeah. And That's we awesome. got married at um, 
Rory Feek's barn. Yes. Yeah. Um, I like Rory so much. We've done a couple of events together. I think so highly. Of I him. love him. Yeah. And just you could feel, um, you know, he's friends with Matt and yeah. um, it just felt right. Yeah. Because some of the things where we'd cross paths, I remember something was at Rory's barn. Yeah. You know, and um, then Matt and I were talking and you can still, you can feel Rory and Joey's love in that barn. It just yeah. was like, Okay, I'm doing this once, and we're going to find the right venue. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. I'm only doing it once. I've waited this long. Yes. It's going to be in the right spot. Yeah. And it was amazing. I love that. How? So to our friends who are listening who've been all through Couples Month with us, and they're like us, like 38, single, uh-huh. what's your advice on how on what to do next hmm. if they're single but want to be in something? Well, I have friends, you know, my age that are – uh, still single and have been forever. Some not, you yeah. know. Some have been married and are, are looking for the right one. Um, I, I feel like I speak in cliches when it comes to this stuff. I like it only because it's true. Yes, I mean, especially for me, I just never. I wasn't looking, mm-hmm. and I think in life with everything, uh-huh. when you're not, when, sometimes when you're not working so hard, it just yep. shows up. Yeah. And, um, and that's happened a lot with um, some of my friends that, that are married now. Yeah. Um, I think just relax and uh, just say, okay, God, um, if you want me to be married, you've got to show me yeah. and bring the right person. Yeah. And for me, I just kept, I think I just kept choosing the wrong people to mm-hmm. date. But I would learn from, from all those. Yeah, and, that's right. And um, just learn from, from your past and, and um, be hopeful, too, of, the, of the, your future yeah. and your future mate. What kind of keeps happening, What the stories I keep hearing, which I love, and, and that has been true for me. The last couple of men that I've had relationship with like that have been where I was running after what, what I was doing, and all of a sudden they're there. Right. Where you're just like, oh, I was, I was just working on a book. <laughs> I just went, and, and I'm just doing my job, and they show up around that, and you go like, oh, I'm, I'm just being Annie. Yeah. And, and, and so there is a patience you have to have in that situation of going like, you can't make this work. Right. You can sure work hard to be who God's asked you to be. That is so true. And see what he, who he brings that. along. It's the most fun. I, you'll have to go back. I'll tell you some of the episodes. <laughs> let's do but it. Every episode of the couples had kind of a theme uh-huh. that would end up coming out. But across every episode, it was like, I was, I was just doing what I thought was right for my life. And there he was or there she was. And you just go, oh, my gosh. Of course. Uh, you know, I like know. it's so much. E- it's not easy, but it's so much easier than, than eight rules you got to follow. All right, totally agree, and um, and I do think sometimes when when you get stressed out so much about wanting, and it's for it's it's even in for me it's it's career too. Yeah. Like if I am so focused on, I I have to get a new record deal, mm-hmm. you know, and that's your only focus. But God wants something else for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I I think that you, I think He shows you, you know, and you just have to trust that you're on that right path and and you're right like stick to it'll show up yeah yeah i when mean it, when it's supposed to and uh-huh. kids and husband and all the th- it just feels like all the things we want god will make a way when it's right and you can either have a miserable time getting there or you can have a great time getting there <laughs> right right and so you got a choice so you had already written beauty in the breakdown when you met matt yes y'all were already so he like comes along halfway through the book uh-huh oh that is so cool Right. That's why he, there's only a, a picture of our wedding in there. Yeah. Um, but there's the no, pictures are uh, beautiful, by the way. I love. Cool. Oh yeah, y'all look so cute. <laughs> but there's no there's no chapter on our love. I mean, y'all really was, got married six months ago, June twenty third, two thousand eighteen. That's right. <gasps> Eight months ago. That is amazing, Julie. He's very handsome. Congratulations. He is. That's so Thank fun. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I, I I can just imagine you were pouring your guts into this book with Ken and getting your story out. And meanwhile, the Lord has this other thing just Isn't coming along. Cra- and that's the the crazy thing about life. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, you know, having therapy every day with Ken yeah, for hours because that's right. what it's like, know. you know, um, writing your story and sharing all of your secrets. What made you decide to write a book? I had been speaking a lot. Um, I was diagnosed with MS in 2005 and I had been speaking and sharing my story all over the country to others living with MS. Yeah. And I just saw that it was connecting. I was sharing my faith um, when I'm on, on the stage, Yeah, you know, 
hopefully by sharing my faith that you can keep going when life hands you these things, mm-hmm. um, that it would help them. That's yeah. my hope. Yeah. And um, I, I just kept seeing it connect. And I, years ago in 2009, um, Lifetime, the TV, the network, yeah. uh, wanted me to make a movie about my life, about coming from um, my home um, and country music, saving mama and me, and then getting working at this record label, Mercury, and the guy that was my boss ended up signing me. And oh, I wasn't wow. supposed to be a singer. And, right. You know, um, and all of that's in my book. So they, they like that story. Sure. Of me kind of living this double life from the time I was a little girl because I we would I would hide what was yeah. going on at home. Yeah. You know, never told anybody, never invited didn't friends tell your teachers, over. Didn't have no. Kids, yeah. Uh-uh. The only people that knew were my sister's mama, my grandmother, because we would always go to her house. Yeah. So, and even and were you having we, to like cover up your body? Like, were there places on? Like, did, did you have bruises, that kind of stuff, or was no, it more? No, it wasn't. Uh, it was more um, physical abuse with mom uh, yeah. on mama, yeah. and for us, it was emotional and sure. verbal. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, she she had those yeah. that she would have to cover up. I was always living this double life, and yeah. even here. Um, working at the label, you know, when I got the job there after I graduated college, you know, you graduate, at least for me, I immediately had school loans to pay back yeah. and um, a car payment and an um, apartment rent. You yeah. know, it's life. You got to have a job. I got to have a job. And I had been interning there uh-huh. when I was um, at school here. And when I graduated, again, this is the God thing, yeah. this receptionist position opened and they said, um, you know, you've been answering phones when you're here interning. Um, and the, our full-time person is leaving, would you like the job? And I was like, well, yeah. And they said, well, if you're a singer, don't tell us because we don't want any singers answering phones here. I oh, said, wow. okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say no. I didn't no, say I, I said, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I got the job, and I answered their phones for a couple of years. And then the head of Mercury um, needed an assistant. His name is Luke Lewis, needed an assistant and they said, if you're a singer, he doesn't want you answering his phone, so don't tell us. Yeah. But you'll get a pay raise. And yeah. about that time, Mama mama had been here. We were living in an apartment in West Nashville, uh-huh. in Bellevue, and we wanted to get our first happy home. Yeah. And so we found a condo, and with this pay raise of me answering the president's phone, mm-hmm. and then Mama's um, salary here at the mattress factory, we could get a loan yeah. for um, a condo. And so I said, yeah, okay, I'm... You know, I just didn't tell him I was right. a singer. And I did that again for another year and a half. And at night, I was, you know, playing with uh, my guys at yeah. Laundromat here in Nashville. Anywhere yeah, you course. could get a gig. Yeah. And then I um, started working with a producer, Brent Rowan, at night. And we would just record guitar vocals. And that was who I took Breakdown here yes. to. Yes. And he went to every label in town, except the one I worked at. Right. And um, and said, uh, I know you came, you know, he said, Julian, we'll start taking these to all the labels. And they all said, no, she's too bluesy. She's too soulful. Oh, wow. And um, so he finally said, okay, I've been to every, Brent said to me, I've been to every label in town, but the one you work at, and I, I want to take it there. I said, you can't. I'm not supposed to be a singer, and I cannot lose my job. Right. And he said, I promise you, you won't lose your job. Just get me on his calendar. So I went to my boss. Oh, my gosh. Dude, I'm so stressed <laughs> about this, and I know how it goes. I'm so stressed about this. I said, um, and Brent had just produced and had a bunch of success with Joe Nichols. Sure, yeah, yeah. And so. I love Joe Nichols. And I know, me too. And so every, you know, he was getting, everybody was taking his meetings. Yeah. That's the way it goes. Yep. And so I went to my boss, and I said, hey, um, Brent Rowan is working with a new artist <laughs> in town and would like a meeting with you. Julie. And my boss never asked me, is it a guy? Is it a girl? Who's the artist's name? He just said, yeah, I'll find a spot on my calendar. So again, that was... Were you just terrified? Yes. Yes, I would have been. I was more terrified when Brent came in for the meeting. Yes, yes. um, You just can't even look up from the reception desk. (laughs) No. And I was outside of my boss's office, and I always heard the music he played because he would listen to it really loud. Yeah. And sometimes he'd even come out and say, hey, what'd you think about that song? Yeah. And I loved it when he did that because I knew he didn't, like he could always, he never saw me as just somebody, he cared about if I liked a song they were working on. Yeah. He didn't, he just, he saw past me as just his receptionist, you know, which I always loved about him. So um, 
Anyway, Brent came in for the meeting, and I'm sitting outside of my boss's office answering his phone, and I can hear me, my CD, playing on my boss's CD player really loud. But I heard it stop and start a few times. Oh, my gosh. I thought, oh, no, I'm getting ready. I mean, my heart races when I talk about this story. I bet. Because it was racing that day. And did he tell him your name? Well, I heard it stop and start a few times, and then Brent left, and he said, call me when you get off. And then my boss left, and he said, I'll see you tomorrow. So I called Brent as soon as I oh, could. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and he said he stopped the CD the first time and said, who is this girl? I want to meet her. Gosh. And Brent said, she's right outside your no. office. She's your assistant. <laughs> and he said, a lot of things that I can't say yeah. today. <laughs> I believe it. But they were nice. But he was like, uh. She's not supposed to be a singer, in his yeah, own words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what I'm going to do because I like it. Yeah. I like what I've heard. Yeah. So all I knew was that he liked what he heard, and I didn't know what he was going to do with it. And yeah. neither did Brent. Yeah. So a few days passed. I never said anything to my boss. He didn't say anything, and he finally did a few days later. He said, I heard your stuff. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. I and mean, those like, days sitting at the desk, I, every time he walks by, you're like, <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> He was an amazing man, but I was afraid of him anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he ran this huge sure. company, yeah. and I just, you know, I was just afraid of him. Yep. And he was my boss. Right. And so he finally said, I heard your stuff, and I like it. And um, I don't know what to do. He said, because you're not supposed to be a singer. He said, but I've been thinking about it, and what mm -hmm. I think I'm going to do is play it exactly how it's played for me for the rest of Mercury Records. And not tell them it's you. Uh -huh. And if they like it and they want to sign your voice, then I'll tell them it's you. And then we'll go from there. Yeah. And I didn't know when he was going to do this. Right. So a few more weeks pass and he finally. Oh, my gosh. That's awful. <laughs> no! I can't imagine. Because like a few weeks pass is one <laughs> sentence that actually is like a few weeks of your life. Exactly. Where every day you're like, I have no idea when this is happening. Oh, Julie. I I'm never dying. did. Yeah. And so he finally said, um. I played it for the rest of Mercury, and they love it. I need a new assistant that definitely does not sing. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, really? And so God had answered that prayer in the most unusual way. So that was why Lifetime, yeah, you know, wanted me to come out there and yes. make this movie. Yes, and um, I don't even know what. Why were we? Why did I mention L.A.? Because you were talking about, you were telling me about the Lifetime movie, about that was the next thing that happened. Yeah, no, why we were writing my story. That's right. And so, um, I was like, Julie, I don't know. I'm just in. <laughs> I'm just in with whatever story you're telling me. <laughs> why can't I not write my story? Yep. And so um, I knew that um, if they wanted to make this movie, then I should just write it because I had lived a lot more. Yes. When I was out there, I had not told anyone that I was living with MS because mm -hmm. I didn't tell anybody for five years. Oh, my gosh. Um, and so I was out there working with you somebody. You were diagnosed in 05 and didn't tell anybody until 2010. No, because I was afraid. I had wanted my career for so long. Right. And I was afraid that they would think I couldn't play shows. And that's an insane timing that 2004, you have a hit song that everyone knows. And 2005, you get diagnosed with MS. I know. That's brutal. It was really, really hard. But like the rest of my, again, like the rest of my life, yeah. I just didn't tell anyone. Yeah. The only people that knew were my doctor, mm -hmm. mama, my dogs, and yeah. my dogs weren't going to tell anybody. <laughs> right, right. And I, I just kept it to myself. And I didn't want, I just started my life, like you yeah. said. And, and I was on the road and getting to visit radio stations and play shows and do what I loved. Yes. And I was so afraid um, to tell anybody. Yes. And especially the people in the music industry. So I didn't. What made you go to the doctor at all? How did you know something was wrong? I was playing a show in Asheville, North Carolina in 2005. And in the middle, um, singing Breakdown Here, actually. Or I'm, I'm sure it was Breakdown Here. I know it was a song on that first record. Yeah. Because um, the people at the venue, my fans were singing it back to me. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and they knew Breakdown Here. They yes. had been on the radio. And... Um, I'm right-handed, so I hold my microphone with my right hand. And in the middle of my show, uh, my hands went numb and weak, my right hand. And so I switched, and I couldn't hold my microphone anymore. Oh, so I gosh. switched it to my left hand, and the same thing happened. 
And then my vision had gone blurry too. So I could hear them singing, but I love to make eye contact yes. when I'm on stage, but I couldn't see. Were you faces. like, am I having a stroke? I mean, I can't imagine the panic. I was so panicked. Yeah. Um, but I kept, I was able to get my microphone on the stand mm -hmm. and I just stood there and finished yeah. my show. And um, as soon as I got back on the bus, I called mama. Yeah. And she said, you're coming back tomorrow. And I was coming back to get my roots done, my oh, hair. Oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she said, you need to go straight to the doctor. Yeah. And I did. And um, my primary care doctor immediately sent me to a neurologist who did tons of testing in the, over the next couple of days. And um, I was only coming home. I was on the road constantly doing, you know, playing yes, shows, visiting radio. And so I only came home to get my hair done, my uh -huh. roots done, yep. or um, to start recording Men in Mascara, which yep. was my second album. Yep. And so I was coming home for both of those things. Mama said, you need to go. And I did all these tests. And I said, Mama, I'm supposed to be recording right. um, Men in Mascara. And so the neurologist ordered an MRI, a spinal tap, and all that. And I learned I was claustrophobic. Those of you that have to get MRIs, Gosh, you know MRIs. what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but he said, uh, how, my neurologist said, how long are you here in town? And I said, well, I'm here a couple of days because yeah. um, I'm recording. He said, okay, I'll call you when mm -hmm. I start to get some of these mm -hmm. things in. And so I remember exactly, I was singing Men of Mascara in the yeah. studio and he called and I didn't want to call him back. I didn't right. want to stop what I was doing. Right. And so I called mama and I said, can you call him? And she'd been to all my appointments with me. Yeah. Um, so are you he, the oldest, youngest? Where are middle. you the stack? The middle daughter. Okay. And, um. So he knew her because she'd been yeah, there with sure. me. So he called, um, or she called him, and um, Mama was who told me what he said. I was driving home from the studio that day to our place, um, our condo, and uh, on 65 North because yeah. the studio was in south of Franklin. Yeah. And I called Mama. She said, um, I said, what did he say? And she said, why don't you pull over? And let me come pick you up. I said, Mama, oh, I'm Lord. fine. Just tell me. And um, she finally said, he said, you have MS. And um, I said, okay, I'll be home. And the whole way, the whole drive to our townhouse, I thought about when I was a little girl in South Carolina, on Saturdays I would sing at nursing homes mm -hmm. in our town. And there was a, a young lady at a nursing home. And... She would always ask me to sing um, Peace in the Valley for her and a song by Lori Morgan called What Part to Know. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, you know your country yes, music. <laughs> well, her name was Carol. And Carol wore bright red lipstick and she was young. And as a, a little girl, you know, me as a little girl, I would always ask Mama, Mama, why is Carol so young and in the mm -hmm. nursing home? Mm -hmm. And nobody would, they're not supposed to tell you. Right. Um, but I asked that for so long. Right. Finally, somebody said, Carol has MS and doesn't have a caretaker. So yeah. that's who I thought of after Mama told me. That was the only person I'd ever met living with MS. Right. And I met her as a young child. And um, Carol had MS long before there were disease-modifying therapies out. Mm -hmm. So that was her option. Yep. And so I thought that that was what it would be for me. At the time you're 25, 26, yeah. something like that. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I thought that that was, I knew why I'd met Carol then. Yeah. I'm telling you everything in your life, as we were talking about earlier, it always connects back mm -hmm. somehow. Mm -hmm. And my music helped Carol. And I said, okay, God, am I supposed to help other people like me and like yeah. Carol now, like I did when I was a little girl? If I am, you got to show me. I mean, I was about to say, that's the first conversation you have with God when you hang up with your mom and you're driving. Oh, well, I reflected like, okay, who who do I know with MS? Yeah. And it was Carol. Yeah. And so that's how your brain went yeah. down that path. I was like, you're a better person than me, Julie. I'd have said some things <laughs> in my first few minutes. <laughs> you know what? I guess because I was like, <laughs> we, Ma and I and, and all of us had just overcome so much, yes. you know? Yes. Um, Honestly, I didn't accept it though for right. five years. I did go back to the neurologist. Yeah. Because he said, you need, he told mama I needed to come in. And I went back with mama and he told me about these therapies mm -hmm. that were not available for Carol, but now they are for yeah. 
for those of us living with MS. And he gave me a bunch of literature on MS. Mm-hmm. So I got home, put it in a drawer, and I got back on the road. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation with Julie real quick to tell you about our sponsors. For all you ladies out there, this is one of my favorite sponsors for our show. Third Love bras have perfect fit. They use millions of real women's measurements. And Third Love designs its bras with size and shape in mind for an impeccable fit and an incredible feel. They have more sizes than most other brands. They are the industry leader with over 70 sizes, including its signature half cup sizes. And there's so much quality in these bras, y'all. The details make the difference from premium fabrics to expert design. You should go on their website and do their Fit Finder quiz. You just answer a few simple questions to find your perfect size. Over 10 million women have taken the quiz to date. And it's actually fun and takes less than a minute to complete. And it third love will help you identify your size and shape and find the style that fits your body best. It's also hands down the most comfortable bra you'll ever own. Tagless labels, no itching, straps that don't slip, ultra soft smoothing fabrics, and lightweight, super thin memory foam cups. And I love that it's 100% fit guarantee. Third Love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit. If you don't love their product, returns and exchanges are free and easy. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for every gal out there. So right now, they are offering you guys, my friends, 15% off your first order. So go to thirdlove.com slash sounds fun now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash sounds fun for 15% off today. PrepDish is a healthy subscription-based meal planning service. And when you sign up, you'll receive an email every week with a grocery list and instructions for prepping your meals ahead of time. After only one to three hours of prepping on the weekend, you'll have all your meals ready for the entire week. You'll save time and have amazingly delicious meals like smoky paprika chicken legs with a trio of roasted vegetables or a turkey and zucchini lasagna that I have loved. In addition to gluten-free and paleo meal plans, Prep Dish is now offering keto meal plans, which I think is so helpful for you guys that love eating that way. If you've been curious about keto, why don't you try it out for two weeks? It's totally free. Check out prepdish.com slash Annie for a keto beginner's menu and to get your first two weeks for free. Again, that's prepdish.com slash Annie. Your first two weeks are so free. It's so free. So very free, you guys. Your first two weeks are free. This is a no-brainer. Again, that's prepdish.com slash Annie. Friends, just want to tell you, you've heard me talking about it a couple of times. I'm so happy to be partnering with Faithbox. It's just a little encouragement and support, and it can really go a long way in growing your faith. That's why I'm so glad for Faithbox. It's an amazing subscription box service that inspires daily Christian living and comes with the support of an incredible Christian community, too. I have really enjoyed opening the box in in different items from books to pieces of jewelry to just some encouraging, I don't know, encouraging pieces to add to my life. I've been really, really grateful. With Faithbox, you'll end your month more centered in your faith. And every box is filled with inspiring devotional items based on new and uplifting themes. It includes usually a daily devotional with scriptures, fun challenge, and seasonal prayers, a book by a Christian author, and a do-good product made by companies that give back to those in need. And Faithbox's online community is such an important part of this, too. I love that you can connect with thousands of people from across the country who also embrace their Christian faith with Faithbox. So I really want you to experience Faithbox. I think you would really, really like it. So I have a special offer for my friends. You can get $10 off your first subscription, but only if you use my promo code, that sounds fun. So get my special offer today. Go to faithbox.com slash that sounds fun and use my promo code that sounds fun at checkout. That's faithbox.com slash that sounds fun. And the promo code again is that sounds fun. I like that. And now back to the show. I was already exercising yeah, and trying to healthy. eat healthy. Yeah. Uh, when I got signed to a record deal, they put me through boot camp. Oh, sure. I believe it. <laughs> and <laughs> I've seen I, it happen. Yes. Yeah. And it was, that was a, a little extreme. Yes. Um, but but I did learn, you know, how to eat. And mm-hmm. so I I was already eating healthy. So yeah. I just could maintain that. And yeah. I love working out. Yeah. I love lifting weights. So I continue that. And I love hiking, like I mentioned earlier. Yeah. But um and running. Yeah, there's pictures of you in the book working out with your friends. Oh, yeah. yeah going on. Oh, it's you and your mama, actually. Oh, yeah, the MS, the MS hike. Hike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. 
so um, I didn't I didn't really change, mm-hmm. you know, how I was living. Probably every now and then I would I would research, you know, because I, I was always tired, yeah. you know, and that's a big thing, mm-hmm. um, fatigue um, with MS. Um, but I just chalked it up to oh I'm, I'm but also yeah <laughs> I'm performing every night I'm doing radio every day right. yeah so I would take naps find myself taking naps the guys would be going going out yeah. you know after a show and I'm like you know what I, I'm I'm out right I'm going to go sleep right so I'd get up and do radio in the morning yep and I loved it all and so I just you know kept living life the way I was living it and it it honestly took um, the Nashville flood. Um, May the really? 1st, 2002. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was here. I remember. <laughs> for me to accept it. And I'll tell you what happened. I'm so, dying to know what, what about the flood made you. So um, it was called the 1,000 year flood yeah. because it never floods here. Yeah. Did you see yesterday, by the way, on Twitter, someone, it's raining a lot here this week. And the weather guy said that Nashville Weather X, someone had said this could be a flood like 2010. And he was like, everybody settle down. That was a thousand year flood. Like, we won't see that again. I sure hope he's right. Because Ugh. listen, I watch the the water river levels constantly. Mm-hmm. And I know it's because of living through the flood. Yeah. yeah. So that morning, May the 1st, 2010, someone's knocking on our townhouse door and woke my mom, my sister and me up. And it was like 8 a.m. And we opened the door, and it was a neighbor, and they said, you need to move your cars to higher ground. The river's rising. Oh, y'all are that close. Y'all are on the river. Uh-huh. Oh, and I wow. said, what river? Yeah. And I didn't know we were that close right. till that day. And they said, the Harpeth. Yeah. And so um, I had recent, I had spra- a sprained ankle. Oh, wow. And um, and so there was water clearly on, on the ground when we walked outside and, and saw it. So my sister and mama... I just paid off my car. Yeah. And my sister and mama were going to move mine first because right. I just paid it off. Right. <laughs> and um, so they get in it and um, it starts filling up with water and starts moving. They have no control of this car. Oh, my gosh. And so when you hear on the news that water is so powerful and to not drive through it, that's... Ex- that's real. Listen. Right. Yeah. I listen to it. And that's why I get so paranoid when I hear about floods and, and stuff. So, so the water's already that high that it's in your car by the time you are ready to start moving them. Exactly. Oh, gee. And, uh, and so, the, I mean, it rose really fast. It did. Are yeah. you all in Bellevue? Uh-huh. Okay. And so they um, they were able to get out of the car because Mama said, Mama told me that she said to my sister, Lori, uh, we're, we're fixing to die in this car. It's filling up with water. water. And Lori said, no, we're not. And Lori, <laughs> <laughs> Lori somehow got the door. Are you watching it from, out, from no, inside the house? No, I'm inside with the... The dogs, because we have four dogs, yeah, um, trying to put uh, water blankets next to the windows. Oh my gosh! Um, because water's starting to come in. Not even the doors; it's coming in the windows. Right. Yes. So then they come back in and said, "We can't." Their cars floated away. No idea. So then the water starts coming really fast in yes, the house, and we yes. can't get out. Then it ends oh up because um, it's a townhouse. We were able to get our dogs upstairs, and we had to go wait upstairs. We were able to get. Um, not many. I don't have many pictures, yeah. um, but we were able to get a few things like that. I and was able a to sprained get ankle. A sprained ankle. Jeez. I was able to get. Um, Mama got grabbed a box of cheese nips. Yeah, well, there and you go. And a diet coke. Yeah, there you go. Which was good because we ended up being upstairs probably five to six hours, and we had to be rescued by boat. Um, oh but the water in our townhouse has got up to like five feet, so I'm five two. That's unreal. Um, so we were, you know, upstairs, uh, but everybody on our street, you know, some people lost their lives in that flood, mm-hmm. but we were rescued by boat yeah. and they would come the first time they came to boat um, by boat to our front, I say our front door, but we were yelling out the fr- the top sure, window, Sure, um, but they busted through our front door yeah. to, with their boat, a boat came in our front door. That is unreal. But they came by uh, the first time and would yell out our house number or condo number. And they'd say, Hey, is, is anybody there? And whatever number, um, 1033. And we'd say, yeah, we're here. And they say, okay, well, um, we have life jackets. Y'all come down. And we're like, well, we have four dogs. And the first time they said, well, we can't take our dogs. Oh, wow. I'm like, oh, we're not leaving. Yeah. Cause they're our family. And yeah. I rescue dogs. That's one of my, I mean, dogs are like, one of my passions yeah and um and so I said I'm not leaving them and they yeah. said do you have Kate like uh carriers and two I had rescued in LA when I lived there uh-huh 
and also one when I lived there and one when I was back there making my record with Shooter. Yeah. Um, and I and I had carriers because I had to fly them back sure. with me. And so yes, I said yes. Let me find them. So um, we only had two carriers, so yeah. we put two in I was one. About to say double stack them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. And um, so eventually they came back and they said, "Y'all have your carriers," and they put us in the boat. And when I got in the boat, that's when my ankle broke. Oh my gosh, Julie, um, I'm dying. Your ankle broke. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh. And I guess you kind of go on adrenaline, but I knew when I got out of the boat, wherever the boat took us to. Um, this, because all of these, it's crazy because all of these streets, you know, are paved roads. Yeah. But they were just like a river. Yeah. And um, so we were in this boat that went, would normally be a few streets over, um, but it was a whole, you know, the whole thing was a river. It's like what you see on the news, on TV. Yep. So that is real when that, and it's crazy and scary. Yeah. We got out of the boat and I knew that my ankle was not just sprained. I mean, yeah. it was swelling up fast and it was, um, and I had broken my ankles before yeah, um, on the trails. Right, of course. Um, and so, um, so yeah, I broke my ankle that day. And um, when we were finally able to go back to our townhouse, because uh, we had to rebuild. Nobody had flood insurance, so we no. had to go in yeah. and, and do all the stuff ourselves. Yeah, I remember we took, everybody took two or three days off work, and everybody just went down there. I that mean, was, I was down there for days. Yeah, and that was an amazing thing is that this Nashville community and people were helping us that we'd never met before. Yeah, churches were there bringing sandwiches to mm-hmm. everybody working on these houses, mm-hmm. um, and and our townhouse was one of those places. Yeah, and so when we were able to go back to our townhouse um, to see the damage, um, you know, we had to pull up the carpet and, and pull out the drywall ourselves, and uh, we started pulling up the carpet and. I couldn't use my hands again. Oh wow! And um, and my vision was going blurry. And and Mama l- looked at me, and she could see that I was struggling. And she said, "I uh, I didn't go away. You need to go back to the doctor." Mm. So it was five years. Yeah. For my diagnosis, and I had just ignored it. And if you're newly diagnosed with MS, don't do what I did. Yeah. Because the National MS Society. And I didn't want to know this then, but I want everybody to know it now. Yeah. It says for those that are um, diagnosed, get on the therapy and stay on it right away. Yeah. I mean, stay on it. Get on it right away and stay, stay. on it. Yeah. Um, be compliant with it. Mm-hmm. I did what Mama said. Went yeah. back to my neurologist and I said, you know what? I didn't read anything that you ever told me. <laughs> right. Any of that information. I said, actually, it's in the Harpeth River. Yep. Um, I said, but I know I was safe for a reason from that mm-hmm. flood and mm-hmm. I want to start managing this disease and, and figure out what my path is in my life yeah, now. Yeah. And so I started on that therapy and, and then God showed me that he wanted me to start speaking and sharing yeah. my story yeah. um, with other people living with MS or really just anybody going through something mm-hmm. um, that they don't have to stop their life, you know, um, because life hands you ups and downs, right. you know, and, and, We've seen him, but if you stay strong in your faith and know that everything is for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. I think that's why that. I love your book title, Beauty and the Breakdown, because it is it's such a good reminder. And the whole book is like this, but it's such a good reminder to hold the gifts God's given you and the pain at the same time. You don't exactly. have to pick one or the other. That's true. I love that. Um, so one of my very best friends, Kelly, has MS. Oh, she does. Tell me what you need from friends? What should I be doing for her that I don't know to do? So for any of our friends who have people with chronic illnesses, what do I not know that would feel supported for her? You know what? Everybody with MS is very different. Sure. You know, like I look very different from Carol. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're so, I mean, you're, you look, you walked upstairs with me. I mean, you look so healthy. Yeah. And see, that's, it's interesting too, because that same time in 2010, I told my fans and then I told the music industry mm-hmm. and like my fears came to reality. They were mm-hmm. afraid. Yeah. So then I became an independent artist and I lost my booking agent because they thought mm. I couldn't play shows. Oh, wow. Because when you're booked to play shows, you have these contracts that they say you're coming to play, yeah. you know, here for this long. And they thought that I would not be able to keep my contracts. Okay. And so I started booking myself. Yeah, I'm a girl. So everybody is different. Um, and so it's hard to say what you should tell your friend living with MS or what to expect, you know, 
I would just have an honest conversation with her mm-hmm. because my friends would tell you, unless I knew, because I if I'm having a, a day where I'm tired, yeah, I just don't go, I don't tell my friends, yeah, you know, I it's just something for for me, yeah. Um, I might just hang out with my dog that day right. if I'm home. You right. know what I mean? Um, so I would just ask her to tell you, you know, what to know about that. You yeah. know, um, does she need? And just say, let me know. You yeah. know, if, if you don't feel like going out tonight or whatever, mm-hmm. I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think everybody's so different with that. Yeah. Um, how they handle it, how they want their friends to handle it. Yeah. Um, and also how it shows up yeah. in their physical bodies. It's been amazing to watch the last couple of years. She she used a cane for a while and then was in a wheelchair and then started some new therapy and God just started healing her. And so she's walking again. See, And it's just amazing to see how she, how committed she is to walking, where now she's like, oh, I, for my 40th birthday, I'm walking 400 miles this year because I can. I love that. And that And great? that's right, she can. Yeah, she can. She tells herself that a lot and tells us that. Like, I can. I can do that. I can do that. Let's, let's go do a 5K. I can do that. And we're like, yes, you can. Yeah, and see, that's what, you know, with the whole booking thing, it's like, I can play shows. Yeah. I'll show them. Yeah. And um, I knew how to work a computer. I'd been a receptionist for all yeah. those years. <laughs> and so, and I remembered the venues that booked me in the past. So yeah. I just started emailing them. Gee, you know, that's amazing. And wasn't on a bus anymore. Yeah. We lost everything. Yeah. Lost my record deal and um, our house, this happy home. And the two things I'd always prayed for, yeah. God, please give me a record deal and help me to get so I can get mama a happy home. Yeah. And those were gone. Gone. Um, the same year. And so um, I just said, I can do this. I know how to do it. I rent a van. Yeah. I wasn't on a bus, but it was fine. I was still yep. doing what I loved. Yeah. And I didn't have a car anymore. Mama got her state oh, yeah, farm check. floated away. And mama's did too. Uh-huh. And my sister's did too. <laughs> and But mama got her state farm check faster than I did. Yeah. And so um, because I'd lost my record deal, I uh, used my state farm check when it came out and buy a car. I paid for my own record. Oh, wow. And I started my own record label called um, Ain't Scared Records. Yes, girl. Because I wasn't scared Come anymore. On. Yeah. And so I was mailing my CD out at the post office, and I would walk. I lived so close to the post yeah. office. Um, and so, or I'd borrow mama's car, take yeah. her to work. We'd share cars. A friend of mine let me borrow her car a lot. Um, what are you thinking about God this whole time? You know, I, I know that I was thinking, I don't, I didn't understand. Like, what, what do you want? Like, so many times, you know, I felt like we had been knocked down. Yeah. Um, and I'd seen Mama struggle, but then we had seen, you know, these fun years too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted him to show me, and he started showing me. Yeah. And um, I'm so fulfilled when I am standing in front of a group of people telling them my story yeah. and telling them that, sharing with them that you can get past this and overcome. Yeah. You have to choose. You choose that though. Right. And you have to turn to whatever that is that keeps you going. And for me, it's my family. Yeah. My dogs, my faith. Yeah. And my music and, and really just whatever keeps you going. Yeah. You have to keep going because, and I, I try to be positive mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. And I know everything happens for a reason. And I have always believed that. Yeah. And I always believe that God has got my back, and He does. And He, He brought Matt into my life. Yeah. Um, That's the thing, isn't it? Funny people say everything happens for a reason when something goes wrong, but then when something goes right, you can go, everything happens for a reason. <laughs> it's both, you guys, right? Well, and when things go wrong, I even say, "Well, Mama, I know this is happening for a reason." Yeah. And she's like, "You, I might say that." <laughs> I was like, "But think about it. Right. Think about when this happened." Yeah. You know, we didn't know at the time. Yeah. And you don't know, but right. that's what faith is about. That's right. And beauty and the breakdown just walks us through all that whole experience of finding finding joy in both of those. It does. Um, and you mentioned our friend Dave Barnes. Yes, I did. Yes, he's in the book. <laughs> I love it. He is on the show a, a couple of times. He is one Aww. of our favorites around here. We use his music a lot. We He comes on the show repeatedly. So I was like, oh, we share Dave Barnes already. I love that. Yeah. Yes. He's the best. He is. Okay, so Julie, I have this dream in my heart. I think I'm going to get a dog, by the way. You I couldn't are? believe you said that. How do I? I mean, will you help me get a dog for real? Oh, for real? I really I want one. 
Okay, listen. I've never had one before. Really? And I just kind of feel like it's the right time. I'm going off the road for the back half of this year. So I'll be home so I can be with an animal, whereas oh, normally I where I couldn't when that. I traveled. And I think I want a dog. So okay. when you're like, I love dogs, I was like, oh, Julie's my girl. She's going to help me. Listen, they bring me so much joy. They really do. Why? And, well, their love is unconditional. Yeah. And they love you no matter what. And I've you know rescued some dogs, too, that have... Some are afraid of life. Yeah. And I just like showing them that love and that they have this safe place now. And I love being outside with them, being inside with them. Yeah. You know, they they love you no matter what. They love you. What kind are you for? Okay, I have five now, actually. Oh, girl, come on. Because Matt and I, I rescued say, another one. Too? <laughs> you have to, yeah. I have um, four small ones. Okay. Um, so a Shih Tzu, um, a Terrier mix, that he's from L.A., uh-huh. uh, a Chihuahua uh, mix, and another Chihuahua that's from Bakersfield. Yeah. Um, and then Ruby, Matt and I just rescued um, from the Nashville Humane a few months ago. And so she's young. She's did the youngest. Did you just go over there and look around and go, we'll take that one? Yeah. Okay. We did. I tried to look online. I've been looking. I, I recognize that rescuing dogs is a nice thing to do. Getting a pup as a first-time dog person, I can't decide if I should rescue a dog that already has habits or if I should get a puppy who I can teach how to live with me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's Well, if you have a lot of time, you know, you can... Puppies are going to take so much time, aren't they? They do, but it's 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 awesome. I, I've taken it. a lot of quizzes online lately about you what have? kind of dog. Oh, so you are serious. <laughs> Well, listen, I just volunteered at the Nashville Human. My friend said, what do you want to do for your birthday? Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Everybody's going through things. I don't want everybody to spend money, but I love dogs. Let's volunteer for my 40th birthday at the Nashville Humane. Yeah. And so we did that a couple of weeks ago because I just turned 40. Yeah. And um, they have, you know, young puppies. They have um, five or six-year-old dogs. Yeah. Uh, so it's whatever... Like you said, keep taking those quizzes. Okay. But, I keep um, getting Cavapoo and Cockapoo as my top two. Oh. I know. So they're very cute. Is it like a is that like a Cavalier poodle or uh-huh. King Cavalier? And a Cocker Spaniel poodle. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Just taking quizzes, Julie. I'm just going real slow. <laughs> just taking some quizzes, looking you at know some what? dogs online. You can go volunteer at the National okay. Humane. That's a great um, idea. And then I can at least be around and see. And exactly. Because they I like you can walk the big dogs, the small mm-hmm. dogs, and see, figure out the size you want to. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like what your life fits yeah. for. Okay. Ruby is the first big dog. What kind is she? Um, she is, <laughs> we rescued her, and a promoter from years ago sent me a DNA test for dogs. Uh-huh. So we swabbed her cheeks and sent it off. <laughs> and it took about a month. Yeah. But she is a mix of um, Pitbull, oh, Mountain Cur, um, Mountain Cur is a hound. I didn't know what that was. I don't it's like a hound, I think. Okay. Um, boxer, a little bit of Eskimo, and a little bit of um, the other cold breed. Lord, that family line is a country <laughs> song in itself. Yeah. Golly. So <laughs> they, are, they, they were mixing around in that neighborhood. <laughs> yes, they were. I told Matt, I said, she is a, a mix, and it's a perfect dog. Yeah. She's a perfect mix. Okay. Um, but she is, but she's like... 50 pounds. Oh, gracious. Um, and all of my other dogs are so small. Yeah. And so I had to get used to her um, being really strong. Yeah. And yeah. I love I love her size, though, because she can run with me. Yeah. Um, go on the trails with me. Yeah. Um, she's actually at school right now. Okay. Because like, yeah, you have to do that, right? <laughs> well, she was a puppy school, Petco puppy school dropout. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that, not because so of like, her, you but need it's boarding because school. of yeah. Well, <laughs> Matt said actually our pastor said that. Yeah, uh, said that he sent his puppy there. Okay, um, and so Matt was like all in because Ruby, she's so friendly. She's a puppy, but she's so friendly and she's big. Yeah, when people come in, she would jump on them and yeah. she would listen to him, but not me. Yeah, I'm her playmate. So yes, she sees yes. you, and so um, and she would like we we would take her to to walk or run she is so smart she would figure out how to get out of her harness and she thinks oh, it's gosh. a game and she'd be oh, like gosh. you know um she'd run from you then yeah, run yeah, back yeah. and matt matt was telling me after the pastor said y'all should do this and yeah. i was like julie i really think we should do this and i was like you know the only thing that makes me want to send her away for a couple of weeks it's more been more than a couple of weeks by yeah. the way um is that 
I don't want her to hurt herself. Yeah. Because she, dogs or don't know. Right. Or, yeah. They don't know that a yeah. car is going to, you know. Well, I'm glad to know there's a place you can send them because I do have to go to town for two and a half weeks in July. And I thought, I'll put, if I get a dog at the end of the spring when I'm done traveling, I'll put him in puppy school while I'm gone. And then I'll come back and we'll be good. Well, yeah. Julie, okay, I'm just going to have to text you and, and you help me when it's time for puppy school. For you can sure. tell me where to send them. And Ruby comes back next week and you know how bad I've missed her. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it just feels like there's something, the unconditional loveness thing feels. Listen, feels real with animals. And and they have been there through relationships, through hard times, yeah. and they love you and they they know. They know when they need when you're not feeling well, they're just yeah. there. And yeah. they just I don't know. There's just I've always been an animal lover and I talk about that in my book. Even yeah. from the even when I was living in South Carolina, yeah. if a stray cat would come up, I'd let, I'd start feeding them, oh, and geez. then they'd start multiplying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, <laughs> now you got I've a got zoo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I went to, I just love them, and yeah. you will see that. Okay. And um, when I went to the to volunteer the other week at the Humane, which I'm going to do again in a couple of weeks, you should come. Yeah, yeah. Text me when you go. I That'd will. Really fun. I would love that. Matt was like, "Don't, don't bring home any other dogs." <laughs> And he told me that like a couple of days before. And then I was leaving that morning, Saturday morning. I said, okay, I'm going to bring home a dog, okay? And he said, just bring home two. That's fine. <laughs> I didn't. Yes. But it was but you hard. you thought about it. Listen, I was going to say, that'll be the dream because we'll go. And you won't be picking dogs for you. You'll be picking a dog for me. That is right. So you can fall in love with one and go, Annie, take that one home. That's the one. And then Matt doesn't have to have an extra dog, but you have rescued one. That is right. Into my life. Oh. I love that. That'll be the plan. That's a great idea. Okay. And yeah, actually, know you is... will know. It's like when you're saying, did you know when you met Matt? Yeah. You'll know. know when you can when you, you know connect with I said dog. to my counselor yesterday, I was like, I don't know if I'm super unhealthy or if God's doing something new, but I want a dog. And she was like, I think there's a lot of options. It's not just those two. But it was really because she was like, Annie, you don't make unhealthy choices like you used to. Aww. So I think you can trust yourself. Right. And we'll just see what happens. Just like play it out. And I was like, because so, this is a very extreme decision. So it's either God or I've lost my mind. Aww. She was like, there's a spectrum. But um, I love that. Julie, thanks for doing this today. Aww, I'm so grateful. So, so our show is called that sounds fun. Yes. So the last question we always have to ask is, what sounds fun to you? So what do you and Matt do for fun? Oh, so Matt and I, we love trying new restaurants. We yeah. just went for his birthday to a restaurant here um, that everybody was telling me I needed to yeah, try. What is it? it was bourbon steak. I haven't been yet, but I've heard it's awesome. It's in one of the hotels, right? Yes. Yes. The new the Marriott the, uh-huh, or the new, okay. JW Marriott. Yeah. And then uh, we also went to brunch with his daughter um, for his birthday. Um, Liberty Common, which yes, is new. It's great. It was awesome. Yep. Uh, he got the fried chicken and waffles, and I tried that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it like was I amazing. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. just tasted it, yeah. but I wanted it. Yeah. Um, but we like trying new things, um, and we, we like discovering wines. Yeah. Um, and we were um, actually just at a benefit, uh, raise money for an MS organization, and we bid. We didn't think we'd get it, and we yeah. bid on a trip to Napa. So we're going to do that for our year anniversary oh, coming it. up because yeah. we like discovering wines. And, yep. Um, but we also like getting out on the trails. I don't know if you ever do the trail. Yes. Okay. I'm a Radnor girl just because I live in Green Hills. Well, yeah, that so, makes sense. But I should try Percy more. Everybody speaks so highly of those trails. Oh, I love them. And, um, and, and you can so take your dogs. I can. And that was one of the things I said, okay, Matt. Um, if you're going to make me send Ruby off and our dogs, my yeah. dogs are for me are one of the things that are, I've, as you figured out, yeah. but they're one of the things that I love to, to do. I play with dogs yeah. every single day, but I, one of the, I said, if you're going to make Ruby go to training, I, I want them to train her to where she won't run away on the trails Sure, because I've yeah. seen, I've caught so many lost dogs there yes. and it just, it scares me. So I want, she's not been on the trails yet. Yeah. So when she you want her to be back, unleashed, but stay with you. Right. Sure. But I know it's a law out there that she has to be on a leash anyway, but oh, okay. she'll be trained either way. Yeah. Um, so that's, <laughs> there's only two reasons that I let her go to school. That's right. It's <laughs> for that and for just to, her, to keep her safe from herself. Yeah. yeah so right. dogs are a big thing uh, in my life so that they have become a huge thing in Matt's. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love it. So we love playing with my dogs and yeah. Ruby and yeah. and discovering restaurants and 
and wine. But he, we've kind of also been cooking at home, which I have never been a cook until I got married. And so we've been ordering these home chef meals that teach me how to cook. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we've tried other ones too, Sun Basket. And we actually like doing that too together, like learning to cook. I love that. That makes me feel great about my life because I don't like cooking either. <laughs> and you feel like a Southern woman is supposed to be in the well, kitchen. Right. And I'm like, I can. If someone dies or has a baby, I can get you a casserole. <laughs> I can do it. That's right. I just don't love it like some people love it. You know what? I think, you know, my whole life, Mama cooked for me. Mm-hmm. Mama, And I've lived with Mama till I was 38. Yeah. And I never had to cook. Yeah. And so I just didn't have to learn. Right. And then now... now you know, I was like, I figured out after I got married that Matt cooks more than me. There's this is this is weird. I need to figure this out. <laughs> I gotta get this right. Yes. Oh, I love it. So I am trying to do that, yeah. and we like doing that oh, together. Well, they. I mean, I'm. I was a huge fan already, but just hearing your story and being with you today has been such a gift. So thank you. Thank you. I love being here. I feel like we could do a whole nother. I know. I know. (laughs) We will someday. We will after you get your dog. That's right. That's right. You'll come back and talk to me about my dog. You guys, don't you love Julie? I know. I'm not super sure about a dog, but I like talking to her about it. That is for sure. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I just think the world of her. What a sweet woman. And I just felt so inspired by her story and her grit, you know. So make sure you grab a copy of Beauty and the Breakdown. And if you haven't listened to Breakdown here, you guys, you got to go back and listen to it. Her albums are so good. You're not going to go wrong. If you want to Spotify her music, you will be glad you did if you're a country music fan. Even if you're not, go for it. Just try them out. Make sure you follow Julie Roberts all over the place and tell her thanks for being on the show and how much you enjoyed hearing from her. Hey, if you need anything from me, I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs all over the place. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever you need me, you can find me there. Hey, make sure you go out and do something that sounds fun to you and I will do the same. And y'all have a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday.